A girls volleyball team is barred from using their own locker room because it is now reserved for the boy on the team. Crime is skyrocketing across the country under Democrat leadership. Plus, Google is targeting conservatives yet again, this time by sending Republican emails to spam. All that and more, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the story of a high school girls volleyball team in Vermont and the locker room used by the high school girls volleyball team. Why is the locker room so interesting? It's not. But what is interesting is the fact that the girls are not allowed to use it. The girls on the girls volleyball team can't use the girls locker room. Why? Is it under construction? No. Is it teeming with rodents? Nope. The girls are not allowed to use the girls' locker room because there is now a boy on the team. Not only does this boy get to play on the girls' team, he also gets to use the girls' locker room. And any girl who is upset with this insane policy is barred from using the girls' locker room. That's right. The boy can use it, but any girl who is upset because a boy is in her locker room she can't. She's the one kicked out. Here's the story. It's a huge thing. Everyone's asking, like, so why aren't you allowed in the locker room? Like, High school student Blake Ellen and her teammates are currently barred from using the locker room after some of the girls on the team objected to allowing a transgender player in the girls' locker room. My mom wants me to do this interview to try to make a change. Ellen says the dispute started when the trans student made an inappropriate comment while members of the volleyball team were getting changed. She says her issue is not with having the trans student on the team or at school, but specifically in the locker room. So, there's a boy in the girls' locker room, and the girls are kicked out. According to a report from Newsmax, the school sent an email to the parents of the girls saying that there was plenty of space where uncomfortable team members could change with privacy. Plenty of space. Yes, it's called the locker room. But instead of having the boy change somewhere else, they're going to kick out all the girls. Isn't it interesting how inclusion works with the left? You have to accept their agenda, otherwise you are excluded. Doesn't matter if you're a part of the majority or even the vast majority of common sense thinking Americans. Nope, you are not included. In this case, the girls are being told, deal with it or go change somewhere else. Here's more. They want all, all the girls who feel uncomfortable, so pretty much 10 girls to get changed in a single stall bathroom, which would take over 30 minutes when if one person got changed separately, it would take a minute like no extra time. In the email to parents, school officials say they are conducting an investigation into allegations the girls harassed the transgender student. Lisa Floyd, the co-principal of Randolph Union High School, declined to go on camera, but in an email told me that student safety was the district's highest priority and that when policies are violated, disciplinary action consistent with the law will be taken. Once again, we see another tactic from those on the left as they push their agenda. Intimidation. Speak out and you may face disciplinary action. Speak out, and you may get raided by the FBI, as we've seen over and over again by pro-life activists or just about any conservative group. Friends, if a boy wants to live his life as a girl, go for it. But the rest of us should not be forced into actions that violate our faith, our experience, or good old common sense. Boys need to be on boys' teams and girls on girls' teams. 
boys should not be in girls' restrooms or locker rooms. And when it comes to government-run schools, how about getting back to the basics of education rather than pushing racial division, inappropriate sexual content, and transgender ideology? The left doesn't want to produce the next Einstein or Sally Ride or Ronald Reagan. They just want to produce the next generation of Antifa and drag queens. Something has to change. All right, next let's talk about the rising crime in America. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about rising crime because this is one area where Democrats have completely failed. And that failure has resulted in people not feeling safe in their homes, neighborhoods, or workplaces. We are seeing it in Democrat-run cities across the country. And so it's no wonder that one of the top issues on the minds of voters as we head toward the midterm elections is crime. Here's an example from Philadelphia. The quiet dinner hour pierced by gunfire tonight near the corner of 54th and Willows in Concessing. Police say possibly two men pulled up in a car, got out, and started shooting at two teenagers walking down 54th Street. Gunfire hitting a nearby convenience store and a parked car. That's one example from one city. We now see these mobs running into stores and just trashing and looting the businesses. We see criminals moving beyond just inner cities and into the suburbs. With the economy so bad, catalytic converter thefts are going through the roof, and those thefts are leading to an increased brazenness of the criminals. Catalytic converters can be sold for $1,500 or more. The parts within made of precious metals like platinum and rhodium. Across the country, brazen thieves caught on tape going after the pricey item. In one incident, two thieves jump out of a van in broad daylight. A neighbor recording chased away with a blowtorch. Get out of here, go. In Thousand Oaks, California, this video shows a police chase over converter thefts turning into an officer-involved shooting. Unreal. My county of Fort Bend County here in Texas is number two in the entire state for catalytic converter thefts. And as you saw in that clip, if the bad guys will just drive by cops with drawn guns or wave blowtorches at people, what will they do next? Meanwhile, my county has over 70 vacant law enforcement patrol positions because the county Democrats don't want to keep our communities safe. They are essentially defunding the police and that practice is going on across the country. Here's Philadelphia DA, Larry Krasner. It needs to be defunded, by which I mean it's funding reduced. I'm not talking about eliminated, but it needs to be defunded in favor of things that work better. Friends, there's not an ethnic or racial group that wants fewer police on the streets. Not one. Everyone knows that if you have more police and let them do their jobs, crime will go down. But instead, you have this national movement by the Democrats to be hostile toward law enforcement and even victims of crime while letting criminals out with little or no bail, where they then commit more crimes. The policies of the Democrats are making crime a major issue, and it's clear that Democrats are on the losing end of the issue. Even former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that crime is a major problem for Democrats. When asked about those comments, here's what the current White House Press Secretary had to say. Jen Psaki says that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. Why would she say that? So, you know, um, again, I can't 
do electoral politics from here, as you know. Uh, but I, I kind of I don't agree with your characterization of what she actually said. Uh, Typical response from the worst press secretary I've ever seen. The fact is that crime is a major issue among Americans and voters trust Republicans better on that issue. With Democrats pushing defund the police and releasing violent criminals from prison or putting violent repeat offenders back on the street with little or no bail, it paints a pretty clear picture in the minds of voters on which party takes community and family safety seriously and which party doesn't. All right, next, since we are about one month from election day, it's important to keep track of the political information that will be sent to your email inbox. The email could contain information on fundraising for candidates who you care about. The email might contain information on polling or critical issues. All of these messages will be heading your way and you might not even see them. Why? because it appears, at least to the Republican National Committee and other independent organizations, that Google is sending more and more Republican emails to spam folders rather than inboxes. Democrat and left-wing email is getting through, but conservative email isn't. Here's a story. The Republican National Committee says Google is suppressing get out the vote and fundraising emails by sending millions of GOP election emails to users' Gmail spam folders with party leadership threatening to explore legal options to put an end to what they call a clear pattern of bias. According to RNC officials, emails being sent by the RNC to Republican subscribers who use Gmail accounts in the final days of each month are being sent to spam folders. An RNC official told Fox News Digital that since September 28, Gmail has suppressed more than 22 million RNC emails, 358,000 of which were get out the vote emails. Friends, this is a big deal. And I can tell you from experience that this is really happening. My political news company, which I've had for over 20 years, GOPUSA.com, focuses on sending out massive amounts of email for newsletters, conservative organizations, and candidates. My colleagues and I have noticed significant changes over the years, especially as we get closer to elections. Google and other big tech companies are purposely suppressing conservative speech. Here's more. On September 28th, Gmail spammed more than 3.1 million RNC emails. The next day, Gmail spammed more than 9.8 million RNC emails. And on September 30th, Gmail spammed more than 9.97 million RNC emails. An RNC official told Fox News Digital that Republicans have raised this issue with Google for months and said they have received no resolution. Every single month, like clockwork, Google suppresses important get out the vote and fundraising emails at the end of the month, with zero explanation nor commitment from Google to resolve this issue, RNC Chairwoman Rona McDaniel told Fox News. We are less than 40 days out from election day, and important get out the vote emails to our opted in voters in states that have already started early voting are being systematically sent to spam. And just so you know, it's not just the RNC or companies like mine who are noticing. Researchers at North Carolina State University performed a study and found that the vast majority of emails from the Democrat Party reach a user's inbox, while two-thirds of the messages from conservative candidates were marked as spam. I hope the RNC uses its full power to get something done, because as we move toward a higher and higher reliance on technology for communication and information, 
we are putting our free speech rights into the hands of companies who will do everything they can to limit or outright ban that free speech. Okay, so we've seen another case of leftists allowing boys into a girl's locker room, crime skyrocketing from Democrat policies, and big tech shutting down conservative voices. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. I know it's Monday, but with the election season and my role as chairman of the Fort Bend County Republican Party, I have not been able to do many of my Friday shows, and thus, I've not been able to deliver our traditional relaxed brain segment. So I figured we'd do it today instead. And wow, do we have a lot to choose from. First, how about Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg? You remember him, right? He's the one who said that he was qualified for the job because he's always liked planes and trains. Yep, that guy. Here's Mayor Pete giving us an education on electric cars and the economy. Uh, includes EV credits to make uh, electric vehicles more affordable, used as well as new. We're excited about that because, uh, you know, a, a lot of Americans uh, could be saving a lot of money by owning an EV, but only if they could afford it. This makes it cheaper. Even with a tax credit, most Americans cannot afford an electric car. And yet... People like Joe Biden and Mayor Pete say, oh, you don't like those high gas prices? Just buy an electric car. It's just ridiculous. And then we have Nancy Pelosi, who made a comment recently about illegal aliens and how it was so bad that they were getting transported to luxury areas like Martha's Vineyard. Instead, she has a better idea. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north, we need them to pick the crops down here. Of course, the media gave her a complete pass on that comment. Can you imagine if a Republican had said that? And then we have a so-called physician who apparently did not even graduate from med school or college or high school for that matter, because he seems clueless about the basic differences between men and women. And let's just keep it real simple. Just Two yes or no questions, and this is for um, uh, Dr. Kumar. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. What can you even say to that? I really like the use of the word especially. He said especially trans men. Well, trans men are women, so yes, they can get pregnant. But he said especially. So that means other men can get pregnant too, like regular dudes. They can just go out and have babies. Is it any wonder why the American people think the Democrats and the left have gone off the deep end? They don't even know what a woman is. Okay, before we wrap up, I need to give a shout out to Chandler Albiston. He's a big fan of the show and he just recently turned 18. Chandler's looking forward to voting for the very first time and now he can do it in a BE hat. Chandler, just use the link in the description and we'll get you set up. Congratulations on turning 18, and I know we all will appreciate your vote. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.